It's Melanoma Awareness Month and it is the fourth most common form of cancer in Ireland. The most recent figures show that more than a thousand cases of melanoma are diagnosed every year, yet it is a cancer that can be completely cured if caught early. Celine Daly is our dermatology nurse specialist and she's with me now in studio. Celine, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Um, First of all, what is melanoma? So melanoma is a type of skin cancer. It's not the most common type of skin cancer. So one in three of us will develop skin cancer at some point in our lives. Melanoma is not the most common, but the one we worry about because it has potential to spread to other organs of the body from the skin. Now, what are the other cancers, skin cancers? There, so non-melanoma type skin cancers are basal cell carcinomas and BCCs. squamous cell, BCCs and squamous cell carcinomas. Again, you know, potentially a little bit more serious, but not as serious as melanoma. And uh, what would be the treatment for BCCs and SCCs? Uh, it varies. So BCCs and SCCs are treated sometimes with a cold spray called cryotherapy spray or liquid nitrogen that's minus 190 degrees and we could just burn those f- funny skin cells from the skin. We can use a liquid chemotherapy as well for these type of uh, cancers. Um, sometimes we cut them out so we surgically remove them yeah. and we can use radiotherapy too. For melanoma however we always cut melanoma out surgically. Yeah. And now the reason the other two cancers wouldn't be as serious as melanoma is it because they don't generate secondaries or they, what is they it? don't spread. So now with squamous cell carcinomas, however, they may have a potential to spread, but very rarely. BCCs or basal cell carcinomas do not spread. They don't spread, but they do invade locally in the skin. So years and years ago, we used to call them rodent ulcers because it literally just kind of ate away over many years across the skin. You don't see BCCs, thankfully, doing that anymore because people come to their GP and they get treated and they're not very serious. Melanoma is the more serious one. Now, uh, melanoma, we often hear about uh, people who die from melanoma. Yes. Um, is every melanoma, if caught early enough, curable? Absolutely. So Absolutely. we want people to come in early to be treated for their melanoma. If the melanoma is thin, if it's an early melanoma, it's absolutely treatable. And the, the treatment is actually quite easy as well. It's cutting the melanoma away from the skin. And then normally there's no chemotherapy or radiotherapy follow up. Um, so, yes, it's very treatable, but we want patients to present early. Now, if it's not treated, then is the issue of secondaries um, That's right, the one yeah. that worries mm-hmm. people? So the cancer cells can leak from the melanoma and usually via the lymph system can spread to other organs like the lungs or the liver. Um, so, yes, it's got a potential to spread. So we need pe- people to be aware and to catch it early. Now, one thing is you can try and prevent it by not exposing Absolutely. yourself to sunlight yeah. or uh, sunbeds or any of that kind yes, of thing. Yes, yeah. So the important thing to note is that the good news about skin cancer is it is preventable. So we know that short, intense bursts of light are too much. UV light causes um, skin cancer like melanoma. So we know a few stats, for example, that we know there's more cases now of skin cancer due to sunbeds than there are of lung cancer due to smoking. We also know that one blistering red sunburn every two years triples your risk of melanoma. We know that using a sunbed before the age of 35 increases your chance of melanoma by 75%. And we know that childhood sunburnings can cause skin cancer in later life as well. So we know know enough about skin cancer and we can prevent it. But the problem is that people aren't preventing it. Now this weekend was a good example. I live down near the sea in the west of Ireland and there was loads of sunburn victims over the weekend and it tends to be repeat behaviour. So Albert Einstein said is the definition of insanity repeating <laughs> the same thing over and thinking the result is going to be different. Yeah. So obviously you try to keep out of the absolutely brilliant sun with you sun hats, sun sombreros. Smart. Yeah. You do sun smart. So it's yeah. the Australian sun smart model which is wearing a hat, wearing a high factor of 50, or f- high factor 30 or 50, long sleeves, keep children covered up, don't use sunbeds. So just be sun smart, don't get sunburned. 
burnt. Yeah. What about your vitamin D? Oh, this is the question everyone asks. And vitamin D is important. Now, we live in the Northern Hemisphere and we have low vitamin D levels anyway. Is burning your skin going to make more vitamin D for the year? No, it's not. You are going to get a skin cancer. So the thing I advise people to do, look at your food, look at your milk, cheese, your dairy. It's full of vitamin D. Take a supplement. Talk to your GP and your pharmacist as well. But do not burn your skin to get a vitamin okay. D level. Now, going to your doctor, obviously the best thing. But uh, how can you DIY uh, the possibility that you have? a melanoma? You look at your skin. So everyone needs to know their baseline. Um, we often get patients coming in that might have a lesion in their skin. They don't know how long it's been there for. Was it there when they were born? They don't know. So it's a good thing if everyone this evening can go home and have a look at their skin. Use your partner as well. Actually, women are nine times more likely to spot a melanoma on somebody than men are. So women are more observant and we often get husbands, partners coming in saying, my wife's seen this on my back. So parts of your body you can't look at, your back, examining between your toes, your legs, your arms, your torso, your face. If you have a lesion, something you see there. Take a picture of it. Most people have a smartphone now. They can take a picture and go to your GP immediately. What we look for in melanoma, we do the A, B, C, D, E's of melanoma. So we're looking for an unsymmetrical lesion, something that doesn't fold over exactly mm-hmm. shaping itself. We look for an irregular border. We look for a change in colour, like a darkening, blackening in colour or a lesion with three colours in it. We look for something that's big. So something that's over the size of a top of a pencil and something that's evolving. A really good one, to, to a really good thing to think about is the ugly duckling sign we call it. So if you take somebody's top off, a man, for example, look at his back. If you see something that looks weird, that doesn't look like everything yeah. else in the back, because we're not perfect sheets of paper. Everyone has 20 to 30 moles in their body, which is normal. People think moles are abnormal. Moles are not abnormal. Are abnormal. Moles? moles are just pigment colour in your skin, like freckles. So the thing about it is, years ago, people used to get their moles cut off and think that they prevent skin cancer. In fact, less than a third of malignant melanoma comes from moles on your body. From existing moles. From existing moles. They come from from new moles. So getting moles before the age of 35 is completely normal. Getting moles after 35, not so. So if we get, say, a 16-year-old in with a mole and their skin type 2 that didn't really get sunburnt that much in their life, we don't worry about that. Someone who's 40, a farmer, outdoor worker, someone who's sunbeds, who gets a new mole on their back or their leg that's black, we worry about that one. Now, you know people who have sallow skin, so-called. Yes. Mm-hmm. Are they less at risk of skin cancer? A little less. So people with very dark black type skin or we call it Fitzpatrick scale. So Fitzpatrick scale measures fair skin types right down to dark skin types. So most Irish people are one and two. We like to think that we're a three or four. So people mm-hmm. will self-report that, oh yeah, I tan. I tan after I burn. If you burn, you're a fair skin type. If you burn, you're more likely to get a skin cancer. And if you keep sunburning yourself, you will develop skin cancer. So yes, if you are Mediterranean skin or dark skin, you're less likely to. But if you remember, Pat, we had this conversation before. If you're in Spain on your holidays at midday, we are the Spanish people. They're not outside. Not it's, outside. The, it's the Irish and the English people that are outside getting burnt. And we don't have the skin type that can take that either. All right. Uh, now, before we move on to some of the questions, um, there's a, a Nurses' Day. Yes, it's International Nurses' Day on this Saturday. So in Sligo University Hospital, we're celebrating at two o'clock in the foyer um, and we're, talk, we're talking everything nursing. So we're talking about developments in nursing. We have clinical nurse specialists, advanced nurse practitioners as well, talking about the developments, new things happening in nursing. We have an old uniform there. And we're going to be talking about traditional stuff that we used to do years ago as well. So everyone's welcome. And that's happening where? In Sligo University Hospital this coming Monday, the at 14th at two o'clock. Very good.
All right, now we've loads of questions coming in, Celine, and I know you're going to do a Facebook Live yes. uh, after this. So uh, if we don't get round to all the questions, uh, they we will be continued mm-hmm. on Facebook Live. This first one: I'm an 86-year-old man, and in the last year, developed spots all over my body. I'm seeing a consultant dermatologist who thinks it's eczema. Uh, they become really itchy at night, and I find it hard to sleep. What would you recommend to stop the itching at night? Also, from a more holistic approach, what allergy testing, if any, would you recommend to identify the root cause? That's John and Mayo. Um, this is a very good question. And the great thing is, this, uh, John has gone to his dermatologist who has diagnosed his eczema. So eczema comes in varying forms. You can get hand eczema or hand dermatitis. You can get whole body eczema. Children get atopic eczema. Eczema is itchy. That's the main symptom of eczema. So if someone comes in with red skin that's itchy, it's normally eczema. The most important point is that he has to use what's called total ammonium therapy. That's no soap, no bubble bath, no shower gel. Use a soap-free wash like Ela, Full Range, Moisturiser and soap. He must use a topical steroid in these lesions that are itchy because they're inflammatory lesions and this topical steroid will help bring down that itchy feeling. A great one to use is a, a product. It's a very old-fashioned one. You can go into local pharmacy and get it. It's a moisturiser with menthol added into it. So menthol actually cools the skin down. Mm-hmm. Most Irish people are guilty of owning hot water bottles and electric blankets and turning the heat up to the 90s in their bedrooms. Years and years ago we had no heat in our bedrooms and so we have double duvets now, electric blankets, get rid of the electric blanket, get rid of the hot water bottle and get that heat off in his bedroom. At night time it comes itchy because he's too hot basically. Okay. So if you're overheating your skin you're causing infl- inflammatory element of the eczema to be worse so he needs to get the heat off, put loads of moisturiser on with the menthol included. I often recommend people have a nice cool shower before they go to bed just to kind of cool the skin down as well. Okay, uh, if you stick on the headphones there mm-hmm. we've got a caller on the line uh, whose name is Laureen. Uh, Laureen, good morning. Hi, how are you? What's your question for Celine? My question is my, my son, my 18-year-old son has developed a rash on the palms of his hands and the soles of his feet. Now, he's recently started work in a nursing home and mm-hmm. I'm just wondering is the soap he's using getting to brush his soap or something? Morning, how are you doing? You know I'm what? Great, thank you, good, good. Do you know, uh, as, as a healthcare professional as well, I think that the one thing that we all suffer from from working either in wards or in nursing homes is it's dry skin. So the environment in itself is dry. So obviously in a nursing home, they have to have it warm because patients are older and they get cold very easily. So the second anyone starts working with these facilities, their skin tends to dry out an awful lot. Also, thankfully, we're, we're a bit better at hand hygiene than we used to be. And there's been in the introduction of hand gels in, in healthcare facilities too so frequently every single hour you're, you're every every five minutes it feels like you're using hand gel on your hands and this can dry your hands out terribly even if you have no underlying skin condition but uh, did you have a background history of eczema as a child or dry skin? No, no, no never. Not never, at all. No, well no. I think the first thing to do is to introduce a soap substitute and moisturiser as we were talking about previously so no soap, no bubble baths, no shower gels frequently moisturises skin sometimes however when we're working in a healthcare facility and uh, we're working with older people and he's a younger person and um, sometimes people can contract scabies sometimes so it's worth his uh, going to the GP for a trip just out rule that his, there's mm-hmm. no scabie might there um, but if there's not it's so important just to regularly moisturise and you know we're terribly guilty uh, as nurses and healthcare providers for not doing this either we really need to regularly moisturise our skin when we're frequently hand washing or drying our hands frequently as well so I would recommend a trip to the GP just to out rule anything there but to introduce like ELAF hand wash it comes in a pump as well and you can bring it to work with them too and to regularly moisturise his hands, grab a pair of cotton gloves as well. So just throw loads of moisturiser on at night time before he hops into bed on on his feet and then just throw on the gloves and the socks and they'll be an awful lot better. Great. 
Very thank good. You, okay, thank Lauren. you very much. Indeed. Lorraine, thank you very much for your call. Uh, my daughter has kerasto- uh, keratosis pilaris mm. on her face, mainly on her cheeks, which means her face is always red in appearance, whether she has exercised or not. Is there anything that we can do to manage the problem? She is 15 and gets distressed about it. We were told that she would eventually grow out of it. Mm, keratosis pilaris, it's extremely common and uh, often occurs in people who have a background history of eczema as well. Um, so it'll prayer just on the outside of the upper arms and on the face on the side of the cheeks as well it can appear like goose flesh can you imagine yeah. just a plucked goose that kind of look it feels hard and looks it's a bit uncomfortable sometimes it's basically where keratin blocks the pore and becomes hard um, urea based creams are great to treat this um, so if you go into lo- your local pharmacy they'll recommend something you can buy over the counter that has urea content in it and using it religiously so you can't just use it once or twice in a week using it every single morning and night will get rid of it she may grow out of it there's some texts or some journals that suggest that you grow out by the time you're 30. Now, sometimes people yeah. don't. And especially if you work in a drier environment that's as well. That's a long, well, time, you know, if a long 15, time if you're 15 you know? and you're conscious. Now, 15-year-olds tend to love the very full face makeup, which can make some of these skin conditions worse as well. So just maybe a soap substitute to wash with or no no baby wipes, no cleansers like that. Something soap substitute with a urea-based moisturiser works really well for this. Please ask Celine, can you ever get rid of psoriasis or do you just have to manage it. I have a 21-year-old who developed it after a strep uh, throat during junior cert. It's unsightly at times. She copes with it quite well, but it cannot be easy. Please advise mm-hmm. from Carmel. It's, it's really not easy. And this is a very typical story of psoriasis. So psoriasis is a genetic condition passed down through family members. And we don't have a cure for it at the moment, but we can control it quite well with different medications and treatments that we do for psoriasis. Typically, teenagers develop it. Children very rarely develop psoriasis, but teenagers get it um, after a strep throat. Very typical presentation. Um, first of all we need to soap substitute a moisturiser and then second of all uh, to go to your GP with a referral to a consultant hospital based dermatologist that's really important we offer something called phototherapy to people with psoriasis mm-hmm. but we only offer it in hospitals around the country so uh, go to the GP ask for a referral to a dermatologist and um, phototherapy is a great option for people because it's basically a very safe form of light which gets rid of psoriasis over a six week period and they can have it once, once a oh. year then there are medications that treat severe psoriasis as well about 30% of people with psoriasis will develop something called psoriatic arthropathy or arthritis associated with psoriasis and then people can develop other diseases associated as well so it's very important at this stage to learn all you can about psoriasis and good information go on to irishskin.ie you can download a free booklet there or there's a free helpline number as well to ring where you can get some information on psoriasis so very important to go to the GP look for a referral the mum here is saying it can't be easy so obviously her daughter is a bit distressed with this okay. or her son so it's important to go and get okay. the good advice um, we'll give the details in a moment about Facebook uh, Live which mm-hmm. you'll be doing but we've time on air to do one uh, last one uh, I'm 36 recently had a facial where the therapist told me my rosacea a small area on one cheek might be caused by a mite living there is this possible and how best treated any information much appreciated from Tara mm, Sounds horrible doesn't it but actually as humans it may be there's a demodex mite a little mite called a demodex who lives in our gut and lives in our skin as well now it's microscopic absolutely microscopic and there's always been this link between rosacea which is redness and blushing and flushing of the cheeks and the nose and the demodex mite funny enough over the last couple of years it's kind of come out again because there's been a new treatment that's been licensed for treatment with rosacea and it's um, ivermectin it's a topical insecticide which gets rid of the demodex mite and has been you know it's great for treating rosacea rosacea is probably the most common skin condition in Ireland so it's known as the curse of the Celts it's caused or worsened by UV light however so the 
most important thing is the fact you're 50 on your face between the 1st of March and the end of September every single year we live in Ireland and very bland cleansers no toners sometimes facials can actually make rosacea and acne worse so I wouldn't recommend facials per se bland very benign facial cleansers and moisturisers along with a factor 50 every single day between the 1st of March and the end of September and there are topical treatments you can use on prescription from your GP however for rosacea but it does get rid of the stemidex mite Alright uh, well Celine, you're going to continue on uh, Facebook Live all you have to do is log on to facebook.com forward slash news talk FM and there you'll find Large as Life Celine, yeah. in a few <laughs> moments time Celine, thank you very much for joining us